Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new beverage. A new beverage. And this week, you guys, uh, we are getting spicy. We are getting we are getting into the thick of it mm-hmm. because we are talking situationship to relationship, how to DTR to find the relationship. We're going to be talking about what is a situationship. Okay, if you're sitting there like, what is she talking about? We'll explain it to you. You've probably been in one. You've definitely <laughs> been in one. How to know if you are currently in one, mm-hmm. and how to navigate either moving forward with this relationship, situationship, whatever, or maybe it's time to let it go. Yeah. Which I feel like we definitely have a lot of friends yeah. who have been in situationships. I've been in the situationship. I feel like everyone is at some point. Is at risk. In a situation. <laughs> is at risk of being Especially, I wonder when this became like a trend. I when did like, it go? I feel like the, the term was coined in the last like two years. But was it Jada Pinkett Smith who did situationship? I don't know. She's no, she's entanglement. Entanglement. But entanglements are also um, very similar to situationships. It could be a situationship. Yeah. But I bet that situationships became a thing when people started texting. Because, like, you can really situationship (laughs) shit, actually (laughs) true, situationship it up on text. If you're not, if you didn't have the ability to, what are you going to do, write each other letters all the time and just prolong things? Yeah. I wonder how it started. I think also just when casual dating became a thing. And then, yeah. like, you never really knew where you stood. And it, we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into it. But at the end of the episode, you guys, stay tuned because we are playing Snacks, Facts, and Hacks. And I've had a fact that I wanted to oh. share for so long. Oh, my God. That I've had written in my phone. And I'm very excited about it. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. And she's very convinced me of the exact same snack. We're going to oh. find out. I'm very convinced. I walked through the aisles of Trader, Trader Joe's and was like, Natalie, grab this one. Ah, I wonder. It's Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find we're out. We're going to find out. And remember, you guys, you can always write into the show with episode requests at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com. Or you can DM us at amidoingthisrightpod. And uh, actually, somebody did write into us. They did. And they and were like, hey. They, I were, like, they were like, I love that you're doing new drinks. And she requ- her name was Christina. Christina. She said, can you guys get the sparkling green tea with pineapple from Trader Joe's? So I went and looked. Couldn't find it. But then what happened? Corinne found it. I found it. So here we are, Christina. I'm very excited. I have not had any caffeine today. So really? You haven't even had coffee? No. I feel like I'm not a human. I feel like I'm floating. I feel not okay. How are you? With your caffeine journey. I've had two cups today. Oh, so you're like fully I'm on fully it. on it. Well, okay, I had one cup in the morning, and then I had another. I had like a, I'm going to say it was a quarter of a cup. Um, but what, how are you making it? Oh, I like it when it doesn't even taste like coffee. Okay. So I do, uh, I just do pour over, and then I put in the Chobani vanilla creamer, mm. like a ton of it, mm-hmm. and then a little splash of a Tarani syrup. I don't know what Tarani is. It's just like what they use at like okay. Starbucks. Okay, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a one pump of whatever. And then I just, that's just how I drink and you're it. Hot. Mild, like lukewarm. Okay. I don't like it super, super hot. Okay. Yeah. But I also don't like it cold. So I will like. So it's not iced. So no, it's either no, iced no. or, or it's a, it's medium. 
Yeah. yeah. It's either iced or drinking it not iced. Right. Yeah. No. I'm not a big ice person. Like, if I get an iced chai, I always say, like, light. Light, light on the ice. Wow. It well, it down. Before we started this podcast, neither of us drank coffee. And then I started drinking it. Oh, yeah. And now you drink it. I know. It, mine was a really rapid. Yours was zero to, I like mine dabbled was, in chai and then I dabbled in that. Then I only on the weekends and now it's every single day. Every single day. It's like a ritual though. I love it. I look forward to it. I like the taste of it. Yeah. Well, I was getting, because you know, I was a big tea drinker. Mm-hmm. I've always had tea in the morning and then I was just sort of like bored of it. Yeah. And then I was drinking Celsius's and I was like, I don't want this. You don't have a heart attack. Yeah. So then I've been doing the uh, the coffee. And I've been doing okay with it. I haven't been having like jitters. No, not too bad. Well, I hope you never experience what I'm feeling, which is withdrawals. (laughs) It's got to be brutal. (laughs) Okay, so let's take a sip of the sparkling green tea with pineapple juice from Trader Joe's. Thank you, Christina. Christina. It says it's pleasingly pineapple-y. Ooh. All right. We'll get into this at the end. We're going to rate it at the end. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like we should get into situationships. Let's do it. Because we've all been there. Yes. The dreaded situationship. Yes. Like it seems pretty good at first, but then at some point you're bound to catch feelings and you, you might want something more than they have to offer. And then you're in this weird back and forth. Or maybe you both are wanting something more, but don't know how to go about having that conversation to take things to the next step. So we've we've laid it all out here. Yes. And we've gone through all the different situations of the situations. What was funny is when I was, Joe and I were talking, because me and Joe came up with this idea. We were talking yeah. about, I don't know, dating or whatever. And I was like, something, something, situationship. He's like, what's a situationship? I go, Joe, you were a situationship <gasps> until we were a relationship. He was we, a long one. Yeah. We were in an entanglement. For it, it was just that pursuit of dating, and then like, what are we doing? And then uh, are we together? Not really. Until it like came down, and Joe was like, "Are you my girlfriend?" He or dropped the what? hammer. And Didn't I was, you say like, "I need one day." I was like, "Oh, let me get back to you." But you know, considering <laughs> becoming your girlfriend, and then I got back to him, and I and, I, and we've been together ever since. But I was like, Joe, you were a situationship for sure. Were you a situationship for him? Yes. I think he was completely, had no idea where we stood, if we were together, if we weren't. I think, we'll get into it, but I think situationships is just like, there's no definition. Right. We're the just floating, We're just floating in space. Yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. We're like celebrating birthdays together, but we're not in a relationship. But you're not, but it's like, and your parents like don't really know about this person, but it, like. It, but they do. They kind of, it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's a weird thing. So let's get into some facts. Okay. <sighs> the facts. So according to, we always got to start off with the Pew Research Center. Baby daddy. In a profile on single Americans, a small share of those who are not currently married, living with a partner, or in a committed relationship, which is 13%, reported 
that they are casually dating someone. So these singles are keeping their options open. 52% say they are open to either a committed romantic relationship or casual dates, while only 5% say they are not looking for relationship or dates right now. And the remaining share is split between those who are looking only for a relationship, 24%, or only casual dates, 19%. Also, research has shown that Gen Z... We need to do an episode on Gen Z. I just need to know what are they what are they thinking? What are they doing? What are their what are their demographics? Well, I was listening to somebody talk about it from an astrological perspective. Oh wow. And how like I guess millennials, because of Pluto or something, we were supposed to come here and point out to everybody, like, all this is so fucked. And then Gen Z is supposed to dismantle it. Well, I I would love that. I, I love to pass it. the baton in that way. Yeah, I think that's what I think that's what's happening. Well, Gen Z's attitudes toward dating and sex have evolved from the generations before them. They take an especially pragmatic approach to love and sex and subsequently aren't prioritizing establishing committed romantic relationships the same way their older peers once did. So they're in a lot of situationships. If you're Gen Z, you've got situationships on situationships. Yeah. Actually, according to a study of 2,000 people who've claimed to have found the quote-unquote one, if you believe in that, it found that women also kiss 15 men, have two long-term relationships, find heartbreak twice, go on seven dates plus two blind dates and two dates with someone from the internet. That's got to have changed by now. From the internet. From the internet. For disaster dates. Send us your disaster date stories. Oh, my God. I would love to hear that. Be stood up once. Remember when I got stood up on FaceTime? That was fun. (laughs) Have one live-in relationship. Have four one-night stands and seven sexual partners. But for men, statistics a little different. The average guy has 10 sexual partners, six one-night stands, and gets stood up twice and kiss 16 women before finding, quote-unquote, the one. Again, a lot of situationships before we Lots before we can them. figure it out. You know Lots what I mean? You've got to kiss some frogs. You've got to just be out in these streets until the one sticks. Right. Another interesting fact is that nearly half, so 47%, of all Americans say dating is harder today than it was 10 years ago. Unsurprising. Very unsurprising. Yeah. But let's get into what is a situationship. Well, according to NBC News, less than a relationship, but more than a casual encounter or booty call, a situationship refers to a romantic relationship that is and remains undefined. (sighs) A situationship is that space between a committed relationship and something that is more than a friendship, explains psychotherapist and author Jonathan Alpert. And he says that unlike a friends with benefits or relationship, there isn't a consensus on what it is. Again, it's the mystery behind it. Where you're just floating. What the fuck's going on? And I thought I found this definition from Urban Dictionary, which I just felt like really sums things up. Urban Dictionary says a situationship is when one or two motherfuckers take part in a relationship, but out of fear of making things serious or messy, do not label it, leading to said relationship ironically becoming more serious and messier. (laughs) So true. Couldn't have said it better myself, (laughs) Urban Dictionary. (laughs) Oh, my God. So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, wait, I 
this might be me. I might be the problem. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. I'm it's the me. problem. It's me. What are some signs you're in a situationship? Well, number one, this is probably going to get about 90% of y'all. <laughs> you hang out, quote unquote, hang out instead of go on real dates. Yeah. There isn't much consistency with this person's actions. Like one day they make you feel real special and important. And then the next day they completely ghost you only to re- return again. A couple days later, you know, rinse, repeat. They often cancel plans. Your partner or both of you are dating other people. You don't feel a super deep connection. And this one's tough because a lot of people get blinded by infatuation. But if you've been with this person, whatever that means, for a few weeks and don't even know that they've got siblings or something, the connection's probably very superficial. Another telltale is you have not met each other's friends Mm. and you just never move forward and there's no discussion of the future. Or if you try to have one, they actively shut it down. Yeah. There are some benefits, though, to a situationship. There are some benefits to a situationship. I mean, it's not all bad. I mean, situationships can be convenient for certain chapters in people's lives. Individuals may not be capable of a committed relationship at the time. And this could be because, you know, you're moving soon or on the mend after a difficult breakup or, you know, like countless other reasons why maybe you're emotionally unavailable. Yeah. Also, a situationship can be an opportunity for self-growth. Individuals may be trying to explore dating and relationships generally and want to learn about how to interact romantically. So it could just be like a little learning opportunity for you. Also, a benefit of a situationship is it allows for intimacy without commitment. The urge to feel close to and experience intimacy with others is a very human need. And in some instances, it is much healthier for both parties to satisfy that need without feeling like they have to make commitments that aren't aligned with their needs or wants. Mm-hmm. So it could be a benefit for you. It might. Yeah, and and. Also, if you're listening to this and you're in a situationship and you feel totally fine with it, yeah. this isn't to say that, like, they're always bad. No. But, but they can't. Because also, at some point, this might just be a situationship that's about to become a relationship. Right. You never know. Exactly. But, I mean, the truth is, there are some downfalls to situationships. <laughs> yeah. I think just that fact that everything feels so ambiguous They can be so frustrating because there's this ambiguity around what the norms are for the relationship. Therefore, individuals are unable to determine the level of interest or desires of a prospective partner at times. Another downfall is that relationships that are not committed may create a great deal of anxiety and uncertainty for those in them. Yeah. Especially, I bet, if you've got like an anxious anxious attachment attachment style. I mean, that's just going to throw you for a loop because it's so uncertain. Do they love me? Do they not? Do they hate me? Right. Are they going to leave me? Right. Because you don't get consistent and stable support, which is another downfall. And more often than not, there are also inconsistent views between the individuals in a situationship, both in terms of the relationship and of the other person. 
This may lead to a great deal of conflict, resentment, and anxiety for both individuals, but primarily for the individual who is not pleased that the situationship has not progressed. Yeah. There's a lot of that push and pull and like, hey, I want things to go. No, I'm not into it. And, And like that can lead to a lot of frustration, which... Honestly, is probably what uh, ended up getting me and Joe to go to the next level because Joe was like, I don't, I'd like to define. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, we're not just having fun here. He's like, no. He's like, eight months later, no. He's like, we <laughs> we need to define this shit. I feel like it's usually in the reverse. I feel like the girl. It's girlies, normally the girl. Yes. The girlies are like, sir, what are you doing? Yeah. Because a lot of these men, they just will not commit. But what should the girlies do if they do want the situation to progress. Well, you need to follow Joe's lead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're feeling ready to take the situationship to the next level, you can start by transitioning out of casual hookups to a more traditional style of dating. And that includes introducing your partner to your friends, allowing them to enter your world. And you don't have to tell like your friends that this person is your partner. You can just allow them to see who you are outside of your situationship and what you do and your loved ones. You start to build that connection. Mm-hmm. You You can also ditch the casual meetups for a more intimate dating experience. You can try coffee, dinner, or lunch dates and start having deeper conversations. That being said, it's probably time to start opening up about your feelings and where you see the relationship going. And off that, we kind of have to dig deeper. The big DTR. Yeah, the big DTR to find the relationship talk. This is a big talk and will probably need to be thought out and planned ahead of time. You should first consider the time and the place for having that conversation. The same way we set the mood for romance, we also need to set the mood for vulnerable and sensitive conversations. And that's according to Janika Weasley. Weasley. Oh, like Weasley. Like Weasley. Uh, Who is a licensed marriage and family therapist. And she says, make sure to introduce the conversation in a calm and relaxed environment, not when things are tense or on the heels of an argument. Mm -hmm. Actually, Joe and I were on a walk. I think having tough conversations on a walk is a great not that it was a tough conversation, but he was, like, presenting something to me. We were outside in fresh air. And he was like, oh, so this was in person. Yeah, this was in person. I don't know why I thought you, I thought this was on FaceTime. Oh, no, no, no. This was in person. He came over in person. We went on a walk. He was like, I want you to be my girlfriend. I was like, wow. Okay. Let me think on this. Let me wow. think on these things. I would have been too stunned to speak. I would have just been like, uh but it was like good on him. Yeah. Like that's the way you're supposed to do yes. it. Yes, you know, brave. He's very good with communication. Always has been. Yes. So once you initiate the conversation, remember to be honest with your partner. If you're having the DTR talk in the first place, you might as well actually say what you want. If what you really want is a casual relationship, don't say yes to going steady. That's what my mom always used to say. She's I like, know. Are you just going steady? I'm like, mom, I don't know what that that's means. What my, yeah, they were like. That's what my mom said. She says, what is going out? Are you going steady? I'm like, what does that even mean? (laughs) Anyways, and if you're really wanting more, don't back away from your true feelings. It might seem like you're protecting yourself from embarrassment or losing the relationship. But unless you're upfront with what you want, there are likely to be hurt feelings in the long run. 
You're also going to want to make sure to include your partner in the conversation. One way to center the conversation is by using I statements as a way to frame what you want clearly. For example, saying, I want to be in an exclusive relationship with you is a clear and simple way to tell your partner what you're looking for. By using I statements, you're sharing what you think and in turn, your significant other to share I statements of their own. It's also really good to ask open-ended questions like, how do you feel about us spending more time together instead of, do you want to hang out more? This allows them space to answer rather than forcing them into a yes or no answer. Yes. Have a conversation about it. Yeah. Start, start talking, you guys. Yeah. And from that conversation, you should get clarity about where your partner sees the situation going and if there's a future in sight. If you're aligned, then that's wonderful and you can start to build a deeper, more committed relationship with one another. But if you're not aligned, that's a sign it's time to move on. We gotta move on. <sighs> so how do we do it? How do we move on from a situationship? Well, situationships almost always have an expiration date, right? You're either gonna have a relationship right. or it's gonna it's gonna have <laughs> it's gonna to fizzle go. out. It's gonna have to die. Right in the in the fridge. Yeah. So that being said, it can still be hard to know when to say when, especially if you've developed feelings for the other person because despite the fact that you're not like official, mm -hmm. your feelings are still very real. But with strong feelings often comes confusion. So yeah. what are some signs that maybe it is time to move on from this current little situation? Yeah. So here are five clear-cut signs that it is time to move on from this ship. The ship has left the dock. Is sailing. Okay. Number one, they told you early on they weren't looking for anything serious. And maybe you weren't either, but now you're in this position where you have feelings and then they don't reciprocate the same level of interest or energy. I will say... This happens a lot. This happens a lot. And like, I love my girlies and I love our friends, but I've seen this happen time and time again where the person clearly says, and it's not easy to hear, right? No. Like, I'm not looking for anything serious. And then they're like, me neither. And then they're like, I want to date this person. Why don't they want to date me? And you're like, well, they told you. Yeah. They, they said it you. straight out. I know. But then I think that, well, I shouldn't say just women. Maybe men do this too, but I just haven't met any. Or it's like, you get this thing where you're like, I'm going to prove to you that you... <laughs> You know oh, what I mean? Right. Like, I'm going to be the exception and I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna change your mind. Right. He's not gonna, you're not going to. Let me just tell you right now. You're not going to. You're just going to embarrass yourself, okay? Speaking from experience. Second clear-cut sign that you are sailing out of here, they won't introduce you to their friends. If you've been hanging out, although, again, we said that was a red flag, for a while, and this person keeps you completely separate from their friend group, they don't see you as someone they're going to have around long term and you're wasting your time. And also, do they have a girlfriend? That. I'm just always yeah. a little suspicious. If you're not like uh -huh. meeting friends, seeing friends, even well, just like a roommate walk by or anything, like it's real late at night that you're meeting up, do they have a girlfriend? Well, and this <laughs> is the other hard thing with situationships via like Hinge or whatever online is that they all start out as like texting things. So you don't know if they, you don't know, mm -hmm. you know. Okay, third sign, your feelings for them stop you from pursuing other people. 
A tough one, another tough one. Even though you haven't defined the relationship and are free to date other people, you haven't even considered seeing anyone else because you feel an emotional attachment to the situationship. The thought of even swiping on Hinge makes you feel disloyal. You fell for them, and now you don't want to risk screwing it up by going out with someone new. Here's the thing, though. You can't screw up what was never going to be. It's not fair to yourself to stay wrapped up in someone who won't even call you their partner. And if you're single, you're allowed to act like it, since that is exactly what they are doing, too. I will say, I just gave advice to someone who is dating somebody long distance. They're not defined. They're not a boyfriend or girlfriend situation. But then also, she went on a date with somebody out here. And she felt really guilty. She's like, oh, my God, I, I feel bad. One guy sent me flowers, and I was on a date with another one. I said, girl. If he's not your boyfriend, you can do whatever you want. Also, yeah. if you think these men are not out here in these streets, you, you're, you're a fool. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I was like, I feel like women feel this sense of loyalty in dating early on that like is not earned. If Unless right. they DTR, do what you want. Yeah. And I also wonder if there's like a level of like societal... I don't know. Well, I feel like sometimes because the dating scene feels so bleak that it's like you get into a situation that's like just a, a shred of decency and you're like, I got to hang on to this. Right. That's fair. You know? So this is all very tough, you know? We're saying these are clear-cut signs, but we we recognize that if you're in any of these, you're like, it's, it's like, damn, damn it. it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's another sign. It's been three or more months. Three months is more than enough time to know if you want to commit to someone else. You have an idea of who each other is at that point. And if they still don't know what they want or what they're looking for, it's in your best interest to walk away. Indecision is a decision. Mm. You're basically just getting strung along if you continue with that person. I'll never forget it. In high, not in high school, in college, my college roommate told me if he doesn't know if he loves you in three months, then ditch him. And I felt like that was intense. But she said something about this three month, like in three months, not maybe if you love them, but like you kind of know, like right. is this gonna are we vibing? You're not gonna keep hanging out with someone for a year, right? Unless People they do. and well, because they're stringing, they're just stringing them along, yeah. And finally, you feel anxious about your situation when you're not with the person. When you're together, things are amazing and they're fun. But when you're apart, you constantly overthink every single interaction, every text, call, and hang out. They live rent-free in your little noggin, okay? And it's not healthy for you to live that way. Someone worth your time will not bring you more calamity. They will feel safe and calm, and you will know where you stand. And if you don't, they'll be willing and open to have discussions around it. Point blank period. Point blank period. Speaking of discussions, so maybe you are experiencing some of these signs but want some clarity and want to have the DTR conversation anyways. First of all, ask yourself if you are settling. 
in situationships, a lot of the confusion comes from the fact that the other person might not want to be with you, but also doesn't want to let you go. Ah, That's a lot of men. Yeah. But ask yourself if you want to settle for someone who only keeps you around when they feel like it and not because they want to commit to you. If you are really looking for a commitment from this person, go ahead and have the DTR conversation, but go into it knowing that if commitment isn't something they are equally as interested in, you are setting yourself up for heartache. You could also offer a simple ultimatum that they commit to you or you walk away. Ultimatums don't always work out for the best, but if you know what you want and want to know exactly where they stand, an ultimatum will let you know. The caveat here is to be strong and maintain your boundaries. Don't let them hit you with the charm and bamboozle you into sticking it out longer than you have. Also, my thing with ultimatums is if you want to use them Sure, like if you get to a point where you're like, hey, this is what I want. And if you don't want that, then like I'm happy to go. I think using it in a way that's like empowering and not pressure. Like you better do right. this or yes. not being like, this is what I want. And if you don't want it, it's okay. Um, well, and I think that's that boundaries thing. Yeah. But then also you have to really, if you're going to do it, don't play a game. It's not for no. a game. It's not to like mess with them. It's real. Yeah. And you have to really walk away and really delete their phone number. And we have yes. an episode on breakups. Yes, we do. Uh, and yeah, they they may circle back when they've grown up a bit and are ready for something more serious. But by that time, you will probably have moved on to someone so much better for you who knows your worth, who would be dying to keep you around. I know. They always circle back, too. They always, they always circle, always back. circle Trust back. Trust me. And just remember that you're going to get that text and you're going to be able to say like, bro, <laughs> I'm engaged to a billionaire. Thank you. Ne- thank you, next. <laughs> I'm engaged to a billionaire. Uh, I hope that I... Only wish that for our listeners. That somebody that's got a yacht. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, sir, I am sailing. In Ibiza. In Ibiza. Because our situationship uh, sunk. <laughs> well, we hope you learned more about what is a situationship, how to know if you're in one, and how to navigate defining a relationship or letting it go. Well, we definitely need a drink after that episode. Yes. Um, okay, so now should we circle back on the sparkling green tea with pineapple juice from Trader Ho's that Trader we've Ho's. been drinking? That's pleasingly pineapple-y. And our hottie this week is Justin Long. Because he was in He's Just Not That Into You. Yes. Which it was, okay, so the plot of that movie, if you haven't seen it, is basically this woman is in a bunch of situationships. And she's asking her friend, who's Justin Long, like, what do I do? What do I do? And he'd be like, he's not interested. Like, he's (laughs) stringing you along, my girl. Like, he was hitting her with the facts. And she's like, no, I don't think so. She's stuck in all these situations. But then it turns out he was falling in love with her the whole time. As it always does in a rom-com. That's always how it goes. So Um, one to Justin Long, who was just, he was like the sweetest little sweetie. Oh, I know. He's so sweet. So unproblematic. sparkling green tea? don't like it. Um, It's not for me. I would love it on ice. It kind of tastes like Red Bull to me. It does sound to taste like Red Bull. I don't like Red Bull. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. It's like if, it's like if Red Bull, okay, imagine this and tell me if you think I'm right. Okay. You take a, a cup. You pour in seltzer halfway, and then you pour in Red Bull another halfway. That's what this tastes like. Yeah, yeah. I totally see that. I totally see that. It's the way that the carbonation is. It's very reminiscent of 
Red Bull. Yeah. Okay, so one to Justin Long. For me? Yeah. I'm going to give it a two and a half. I was going to say two. Let's give it a two. It's a two. A two out of Justin Long. And by the way, this is nothing against the listener who wrote no. in. It's just our honest opinion. Well, she said she'd never tried it. Oh. She was like, I just want to know what you guys think. Oh, we give it a two. Christina, I would say don't. I want to mess with it if I, you don't. If you don't have to. Unless you're a big Red Bull fan. But write in, you guys. If you yeah. have other drinks, you're like, I want to. I'm going to have Corinna not try that first. Yeah. Before I spend my money on it. We'll be the guinea pig. We'll be the guinea pig. All right. This is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game. And this week, it's Snacks, Facts, and Hacks. I've been so excited for another Snacks, Facts, and Hacks. Okay. What do we want to do first? So we, we, we reveal the snack, right, so that we can snack while we fact and hack. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So you tell me first because I'm just so curious. Reveal yours. I told you to reveal yours first. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Hold on. Please hold. <laughs> no. But... I did buy that the other day. Okay. Well, you've already tried it. So am I wrong to say that this is something that I would see on a counter and think Natalie would buy this? You are 1,000% correct because I did buy that. Okay. Well, I I was starting to think maybe we should coordinate on these because how would I know what you've eaten? That's true. You know? Well, in the past, it's never happened. This was the first time. And you know what? Actually, the only reason I bought it was because the guy at the check stand was like, because I got the maple. Okay, well, let's tell oh, yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is. Okay, so it's Trader Joe's cinnamon. I, mean, I wanted to say cinnam- cinnamon. 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 Cinnamon bun inspired kettle popcorn. Yes. And I don't know why. It just reminded me of Natalie. And I thought, mm, she probably got this. Which she did, but she did not bring it for today. I did not. So the right now at, at TJ's, there are two different kettle corns. One is this cinnamon bun one, and the other one is like a maple one, but the maple one is salty sweet, and this one's just sweet. This one's more like a caramel corn. You know what this tastes like? I ordered popcorn from this little 14-year-old, you know, for her school. Oh, yeah. and not th- crazy? What? That our schools made us, like, go door-to-door selling magazines Yeah, she was like, hey, shit. it was one of my sister's little friends. She was like, hey, you know, it's for my dance team. Will you buy some popcorn? I was like, yeah, of course. They sent me, oh, you know what it was? It was Cinnamon Toast Crunch popcorn. Mm. Unreal. Unbelievable. This does taste like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Tastes like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Is this, how is this on par with? The other one was a little bit better. But I would say if that's not available to you because that was from a catalog. Right. This is, this is next level. The Cinnamon Bun Inspired kettle corn. My mouth is literally watering. I know, I'm trying not to chew, like, right in the thing, but it is really good. Mm-hmm. Are we rating him? Do, just, do we usually rate I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm just tell you guys, this is great. Pick it up. I would say definitely. I would uh. say if you're at Trader Joe's, you're going to skip the green tea with pineapple. You're going to pick up a bag of the cinnamon butt-inspired kettle corn. Uh-huh. And then wor- verdicts out on this next one. Okay, so Natalie has her snack. Oh, should I also, once you reveal your snack, then we'll do our facts and hacks. Okay. Now, this is seasonal for the holidays. Okay. It is stuffing-flavored kettle chips. Absolutely. That sounds like the craziest thing in the world. Right? Stuffing-flavored kettle chips. It says flavors of the classic holiday dish in each potato chip. 
What is the flavors of celery? It's like onion and celery and pepper. This is going to be a a ride. We're going to find out if I could open the bag. There we go. All right, my lady. All right, let's 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 crunch at the same time. Okay. I will say, oh, I had to sneeze. Oh, I see a lot of dill on here. I feel like. Oh, maybe dill. All right, ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Oh, oh, you guys! I just literally went to outer space. What is happening? I've never had that happen on my tongue in my life. What's going on? Okay. Let's explain the experience. Again. I don't know if I know how to. These are the Thanksgiving <laughs> stuffing seasoned kettle chips. I will say it tastes like I licked, I went down the entire center of the Thanksgiving table and licked everything at the same time. Yeah. It's definitely giving. It's giving thanks. It's giving a giving. holiday dinner. Because you know what I realized? Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's the same meal. Mm, except for hey, I do ha- we do a holiday ham. I wish that they did ham for Thanksgiving. Can we finally all agree? I know we've talked about this before. I know. Why what the we- fuck is going on with the chips though, Natalie? They're kettle chips. They're kettle chips. They have some- they're highly seasoned. They have somehow infused the essence of a Thanksgiving dinner into a chip. Now I don't know if that should exist. But they did do that. They did find a way to do that. Okay, well, you know how, like, Trader Joe's has a stuffing mix and a gluten-free stuffing mix. And you know how, like, you sprinkle the seasoning into the little crumbs? Right, like the packet of seasoning. Maybe they took the seasoning and they were like, let's just dump this into kettle chips and see, they what, did do see that. what happened. That's exactly what they did. The seasoning packet that you would put on a stuffing, a box stuffing, they basically poured it over kettle chips. I wonder if you could make some sort of dish with this, with like like a potato chip topping. Like yeah. A, like a dip. <gasps> or like on top of green bean casserole. You know how people do like yeah. the onions? You could put this on top. You guys, I do think it's truly unbelievable. It's mind-blowing. You could have about three of them because they're so seasoned. They're so seasoned. But I want another one, honestly. Wow. I'm going to say both snacks definitely get them. For the experience alone. Yeah, for the experience. It's definitely, like, the, the kettle chips are an emotional roller coaster, for sure. Let's get into our fact. <gasps> yes, I'm so excited about your fact. My fact is Trader Joe themed. Oh! Oh, I bet I know what it is. No, do you already know it? I don't know. Well, I'm not going to say it because it, I don't want to ruin, steal your shine. Okay, so, do you know what the Trader Joe's bell system is? <gasps> I don't. So my godmother is a manager of Trader Joe's. And I said, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And so I, she was over here and I was like, okay, what are the bells? You know, they're like, ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. I'm like, can you explain? Oh, she said, yes. So if you're in Trader Joe's and, the, and you hear this, now, now you're on the inside. Okay. One bell, like just one ring, they need support at the cashier. Two bells. Someone forgot something. There's a spill and someone needs to grab it. So, like, so it's two things. If there's two bells, like, ding, ding, that means someone forgot something. You never at Trader Joe's have to go back and go get something that you that you forgot. That's, yeah, they'll go get it. They'll go get it for you. That's the two bell system. Ding, ding. Okay. Three bells, ding, 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 they need a manager. And then what was the something spilled? Oh, two bells is also a spill. It could be either someone forgot something or something has spilled. Or 
It might be a combination of the two because the other day I was checking out and my oatmeal bag, I didn't realize had a hole in the bottom Mm. and like a little bit of the stuff was coming out and they ring-a-dang-danged and somebody was like, they just ran and got another bag. They're great. So that's the secret of the Trader Joe's bell system and that is my fact. Wow. Okay, well, do you want me to hit you with my Trader Joe's fact? Oh, yeah. So as we all know, Trader Joe's, so affordable. Right. And you've got to be thinking, how are they? Like, where's the where's the money? You know, well, you also may notice that their parking lots generally are the worst and they're laid out kind of crazy. And that's because Trader Joe's take already built like it might have been a bookstore before. Yeah, I, I know this. And they turned it into a Trader Joe's. So it wasn't supposed to be a grocery store. Yeah. And that's how, because they, they're not building new things. They just like, they just are like, find spaces and they're yeah. like, how can we make aisles here? Exactly. They're like, oh, this, this uh, lingerie store went under. Is it enough space for these chips in, the, in that kettle corn? Yes. Yeah. Let's cram it in there. Yeah. It makes sense when you think about how inconvenient a lot of their locations are <laughs> and bizarre <laughs> and inconsistent. <laughs> so inconsistent. And just like the parking. Yeah. It, there's only one Trader Joe's in L.A. that I think was actually built as a store because it's under an apartment complex. That's, that's mine. Oh, the one on, on Burton. Oh, okay. No. Then there's two. They're oh. bo- but I do know the one you're talking about. Yeah. So I wonder if they're built under uh, apartment complexes, if that's like a purposeful thing, because that's the only one that I can go into without having my mind start spinning. Yeah. It's a very interesting experience. I love Trader Joe's, though, and I'm so happy they exist. Me too. Uh, the snacks. I mean, the snacks. Here we are. I'm obsessed with the snacks. So try them out, you guys. Let us know what you think of these snacks. And also, if you like this episode, we actually have similar episodes. Episode 84, how to get over someone, an ex-partner, friend, a job, etc. We also have episode 69, which is how to have healthier relationships. We go over love languages and attachment styles, which can be very helpful in the mix of all of this. Yeah. And like we said at the top, you guys can always write in for episode ideas at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com. And we will be back next week with another episode. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.